Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Travis, back again to use DynastyTradeCalculator.com and all of its calculating and rankings goodness to help you win the non-point scoring season, make some trades, make your roster better so you are ready to compete or not when that point scoring season rolls around. But we have action of our own going on, coaching changes everywhere. Maybe that affects who we're talking about. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Um, Travis, you dropped a player in the chat. I wasn't sure if that's who you're actually going with, but I assume you're going with quarterback. So enlighten us on a specific quarterback that you were choosing to talk about. Sure. Um, I mean, it, it would be weird to, during Senior Bowl week, not talk about at least one of the quarterbacks that's playing in the game. And uh, there's not much debate as to the talent level of one Patrick Mahomes slash Kermit. But when it comes to Brock Purdy, um, I think there's been debate. There's still debate. Even even last night during the opening ceremonies, all that, the shenanigans with the, the asking of the questions of the top, the top players, there's still, you know, pe people asking, you know, how good is Brock Purdy? You know, who would you prefer Brock Purdy over this quarterback or that Purdy quarterback? And really trying to bait his teammates and things like that. Um, but he's he's just all he's done is succeed. Uh, thus far in his career and uh, to put up some of the stats actually frankly that he's already done uh, through two seasons is just absurd for him to um, be as dominant as he has been in terms of winning games I know it's a really stellar roster and his cap hit doesn't even count or his salary doesn't even count against the cap hit so he's in a perfect situation but my question I, I guess is just uh, first off before we get into the pick thing he's also a really fun guy to root for just because like he's just a great guy like, I don't know if you guys watched the opening night stuff, um, but he was asked about, you know, uh, like uh, Michael Robinson framed it. Uh, you know, Avenar St. Brown, the guy you just played last week in the NFC Championship game, you know, he knows all 16 wide receivers who were selected ahead of him in the NFL draft. Uh, do you know the eight quarterbacks that were selected in front of you? You know, looking for something kind of spicy and all that. And he's like, no, nah, this is just not really my kind of thing. He's just like, it was just, it, it was a perfect answer that like just matches exactly how he dresses pregame. You know what I mean? And so like, do you find in your leagues when, you, when there's a, an especially likable player that, that there's just a premium on that kind of player? And dude totally looks like he's still in high school. He really does. <laughs> he kind of does. I don't know, but like, do you feel, like when you're talking to people in trades or trying to acquire somebody that you really like and a lot of people really like, do you just find that there's just some irrational markup on a player like that? Oh, I mean, well, you're talking to the king of that. Yeah, I mean, personal bias rolls in so hard with me. Uh, again, yeah, yeah. this is one show. No one watches us record, but if you've ever seen me stream anything, I have a gigantic T. Higgins signed jersey poster with a whole bunch of cards hanging behind me. So, you know, my T. Higgins love is no secret to pretty much anyone. So if he's on my team, it's going to take more than normal to acquire him for me. And if I'm going to <laughs> trade for him yeah, and that person has heard of me, before no less been in the league with me for more than 30 seconds they're going to ask more of me for him as well so it absolutely does that is absolutely real and the opposite perspective now let's see john uh, <laughs> objective no only points matter players don't matter so i love it when people put things that have nothing to do with fantasy uh as a reason to like a player more so yeah i I, I don't care if they're likable or anymore at, at this point. Like I gave up on that a long time ago. Hmm. Uh, it's it is fun to root for him. I'll be rooting for the Chiefs because I think that's actually a funnier outcome on Sunday. 
uh, because <laughs> it'll, it'll make more people angry, which is what I like more. So, uh, yeah, I, I love it when other people inflate players for even for reasons that are beyond just fantasy football scoring. Yeah, I, I have found it, it is interesting approaching players that just like somebody like that. And it's easy for me to, to get uh, irrational with my favorite players, too. It's hard to not overvalue guys that, you know, maybe I was higher on in college, like especially early on with Brock Purdy. I mean, he was good even as like a true freshman. And so I was, you know, writing, writing stuff up on Brock Purdy in like 2019. And so to see him do what he's doing now is just really cool. So it's it's hard to rationally value that kind of player in Dynasty Fantasy Football. But um yeah I, I guess we can jump into the pick value with him because uh I, I think we have talked about him even just last fall a little bit but where his value currently sits right now super bowl week is somewhere in between pick 1.03 and 1.04 so what i'm going to do is i think i know the answer on the three but i want to know what the take is uh if we were talking about brock purdy or the 1.04 in Superflex titan premium dynasty fantasy football leagues for both of you that's tough uh because it's really roster independent if i need a quarterback i'm just gonna keep brock purdy if purdy's like my third quarterback because i just happen to be the person that plucked him off the waiver wire and i can turn that into the 104 and i still have two starting quarterbacks i'm taking the 104 easily because the 104 i'm hoping to maybe get marvin harrison (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like me, he will slide there in super flex. I doubt it. But if he doesn't slide there, that's okay. I'm probably okay taking Brock Bowers if I if I don't want a quarterback. So I'm either going to get elite wide receiver or elite tight end to re- replace what was essentially a waiver wire pickup for me. That's only if I have the other quarterbacks. If I need the quarterbacks, um, I would take Purdy in that. I'm not giving the 104 for him either, though. Assuming let's let's say Caleb Williams and and Jaden Daniels and uh, Drake May are all gone, I guess I guess is that what you're assuming in this case? Yeah. You're probably just gonna okay. Or or like two of the quarterbacks and one one of those Marvin Harrison or yeah. Bowers. But as long as one of those is there, one oh four, and I don't need the quarterback, I would rather have the position player. Okay, much you, Russ. So I'm just taking the pick on this one. Um. I mean, even hotter take, it doesn't matter if Brock Purdy's that good or not. Like, <laughs> the sh- like Shanahan has shown that it doesn't yeah. necessarily matter how good his quarterback is. Like, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo was absolutely fantasy relevant in that system. Mm-hmm. Brock yeah. Purdy being, if anything, more aggressive than Garoppolo was. I, I can't speak to being better because I don't evaluate players. It seems like he's better, but um, that helps. Sure. But I, I mean, I don't even really like, of course, you know, people love arguing people need to be right. So it's something they're going to argue about. Have I think to. it's a silly argument though. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really matter how good he is, but the reality of the situation is he's not an elite fantasy asset. He's good. You know, he's going to be that, low end one in that glut of QBs that are going to get you around 20, 21 points per game. And that's probably his ceiling. And again, that's absolutely needed. It absolutely is like most super flex teams are not rolling with Mahomes and Josh Allen, you know, and not everyone wants to be rolling with the, this year's Desmond Ritter, you know? So 
yeah, you want those quarterbacks on your team, absolutely. But when we're talking a top three pick, four pick in a very, very stacked class, if anything, it's just a more versatile trade asset and something like you can get. I think you can get someone better than Brock Purdy for that pick in, in, a, in the right deal, or at least someone that may not have the same floor, but a higher ceiling. I just, again, absolutely zero against Brock Purdy, his situation, his scoring, anything. It's just that I don't think he's a difference maker, and I think you can turn the 103 or maybe even the 104 into a difference maker. Okay. That, that in, in theory, when you line up the names uh, at the very top, it's, it's pretty clear that there's tons of potential for that. You know, one of the top three quarterbacks is probably going to miss. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just that's just how it goes. If not, two of the top quarterbacks might miss. Like uh, given the the recent track record of uh, hitting in recent draft classes, but it's just interesting to me when it comes to Purdy because um, you know he doesn't add the you know elite level of uh, upside as a runner, and so in in fantasy especially, we love to see that added value. And so especially in leagues when you're, you're talking about partial points per carry or like points for first down and stuff like that. I think his value is even further depressed. And so this is an easy answer, but I wouldn't go very much further beyond the four to where I'm like, okay, I think it, it probably makes sense. Do you guys have a tipping point at which point it would make sense for you to take the pick? I would probably give the one Oh six easily. The one Oh five would be the same situation for me for, as the one Oh four. Okay. If I can get yeah. Bowers or Harrison, I want mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> okay. I, I, I mean, there's a, there's a chance that there's another wide receiver yeah. that I would take in front of him too. I might take neighbors yeah. in front of him too. So yeah, maybe, maybe I should say 107. Maybe I should say yeah. 107. What's funny is like, I'm, I wasn't even considering Bowers yet. I was sitting here and thinking three quarterbacks, two wide receivers. Yeah. Would I do Bowers or Purdy? I'd probably take Purdy at that point just because of uh, early tight ends. Um, yeah. Yeah. And which very well could end up being the wrong call because of what Purdy, not well, not Brock Purdy, Brock Bowers, man, two Brocks. <laughs> yeah, two Brocks. Um, what yeah. Brock Bowers could really be, be, what he should be, and all of that. But at that yeah. point, I'd probably take the pretty safe QB 10 ish at that point. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I just like wide receivers too much. So the, the idea of what Malik Neighbors can be might be enough for me to be. Uh, okay maybe i'll take that but that's probably after the draft to see where he lands and all that yeah it's gonna be interesting because where the mock draft data is kind of trending with this particular class it's all offense and like the top 10 picks and like maybe one or two edge rushers or something like that in there and that mix and so there's a very real i mean when i first saw a mock that did this i was like oh that's weird that's not gonna happen but i saw a mock that went Three quarterbacks, three wide receivers to kick off the NFL draft, and there's there's a that is not a zero percent chance that that is in the cards uh, with the teams that are there and the talents that are there up at the top. That's kind of actually possible. So that way, that kind of situation might might uh, push some extreme value down to the middle of first round. So it sounds like you guys much prefer the pick, even though we like you know Brock Purdy and his khaki pants, but. Well, John doesn't care, but you know, you know, real, real humans. He's fine. That, I yeah. mean, I got nothing against them. I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Well, okay. Well, if, if we're going to compare him to some other players, and I went cross positional this week because staying with just quarterbacks, I think we get into the conversation with you know just that, like you said, that 2021, 2022 point range kind of glut, and there's a lot of the same. 
So, do you guys are ready for the list? I'm ready. Start off with a quarterback, because uh, he's another controversial name still, even now. Justin Fields. And then I uh, had to add uh, a New York Jet player just to mess with Bosch. Uh, went with Brees Hall. Sam Laporta. And A.J. Brown. And, of course, Brock Party. Pretty tough, I know. I, I stacked one of every single position in there. Uh, just, just an interesting nugget that I, because I was actually down at the Senior Bowl and uh, working with A to Z Sports now, and some of our writers are fairly, fairly connected. We're talking to scouts and really connecting with with people around the league, and the sentiment seems that um, the, the the confident it was really overly confident that Caleb Williams was going to be first, and he was going to the Bears. And so if that does happen, I think that that situation fields probably gets traded, probably goes elsewhere. Maybe it's a better situation, but I think that that impacts his value in a, a unique way. If it is that the bears hold on to that pick, they select Caleb Williams and he's gone. You know, I mean, does that, does that change things on the front end with, with ranking fields? I assume he's not playing in Chicago, but I assume he's starting somewhere. So yeah, that's all that matters to me. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. It, it's it's rough to value him and especially rough to accept a trade where he's coming to you, even if it's just a fair value trade, because you get that little tinge of what if he ends up in just crap, you know, yeah. but but it's still the reality. I'm with John, just believing of the fact that he's going to start somewhere like Justin Fields is absolutely better than a third of these starting quarterbacks right now, at least. Even if you I mean, don't where believe where he end up, that will be bad. Like, there's really, yeah, Washington, <laughs> but yeah, and that's like if they don't select a, I mean, yeah, quarterback. But I mean, like, he Atlanta isn't is an insane reality. You know, they yeah. that's not bad. Sentiment <laughs> seems to believe yeah. uh, from Georgia, he's only worth a second. You know, in, in the real world, and so an early second out of Atlanta. Seems like it could be a reality if, yeah, if the players like are willing kind of to accept steal. that. Yeah, if they're getting an actual like who who they intend to start out of that deal, it makes sense. Yeah, so so like he has the ability to land in a decent spot because like any quarterback throwing to those players in Atlanta and having Bijan behind him, you're just like okay, that's that's safe at least. Of yeah, course, he's with the Raiders, situations, but. That'd be fine too. That'd be fine. Okay. I would like. I don't fear him landing anywhere. Okay. The Jets would be bad Just because there's the Jets, but they're probably not going after him <laughs> with Rodgers. So right, he's yeah. probably safe from going to the Jets. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, honestly, I had my list pretty quickly. Like okay. this, this Go for it, is rather easy for me. Okay. Um, I I have AJ Brown up top. Um, that may change knowing where Fields plays. Like, because to me, they're pretty close, but. I mean, I know A.J. Brown is really, really, really good. So I'm going to keep A.J. Brown up top. Justin Fields is second. Brees Hall third. Brock Purdy fourth. Sam Laporta fifth. <laughs> so I have Laporta first. Uh, wow. It's, it's I can't believe you hate Laporta that much. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I have Laporta first. I have A.J. Brown second. I have Fields third. Brees Hall fourth. And Purdy fifth. Brees Hall and Purdy was a that was a close one for me. 
Okay. But you not only picked a jet, but a jet running, running back, back above yeah. a starting quarterback. I love it. No. Well, I I have a feeling that uh, like Brees Hall, I could think I could trade for a decent amount right now. And uh, once Rogers does come back healthy, people are going to real yeah. be like, "Oh, Super Bowl Jets, the great team again." Then I could really trade <laughs> Brees Hall. Yeah, I think as of this week. It's it's an interesting pivot point for Brock because I think depending on how the Super Bowl goes, uh, whether it makes sense or not, his value might shift drastically. Like if he has just a horrible Super Bowl, like public sentiment might shift in a horrible direction. For sure. But if he every actually, single person will be watching that game, so yeah. And so there's real there's a real chance that his value swings in a, in a negative way. But could you guys imagine a, a you know a game script where Brock Purdy is the reason? why the 49ers actually win the Super Bowl. Seems I, I tough don't... to imagine. Yeah, that, that's kind of why. So he is right very now... good at what he does, and I'm not knocking him. Like, he is the perfect quarterback for that team. He's cheap. Yeah. He does. He makes good decisions, which is very important. Um, yeah. And he gets the ball to the right people. My concern yeah. for him will be, and it will, it is and it will be, what do they, what's going to happen when he's not super cheap? When all of a sudden that contract becomes a starting quarterback contract, they can't afford other players then. Yeah. Like they have an all-star lineup around them, which is awesome. And yes, he is doing very well with it. What's he going to do when he doesn't have CMC, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk? I mean, those guys are studs. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll be old in two years, so they won't cost as much. Correct. What it, what are they? They won't be as good in two years either. Um, <laughs> Don't be logical. With they the will not be Don't able be. to replace those players with the same level of player. So <clears throat> I don't think he lifts them up as much as the players lift Purdy up. That's yeah. That's yeah, my concern. Fair. That's totally fair. fair. How could you not be lifted up by those people? Like they're those are some of the, like Kittle is a legitimate great tight end, even though he has off weeks here and there. He's still very good. And mm-hmm. CMC, like, might go down as the best running back ever. Yeah. <clears throat> I almost always go with quarterbacks in these situations, but I found myself, uh, you know, trying to be rational, trying to, and, and it, you know, building in all the risk implied with both Justin Fields and, like, the long-term play, like you just kind of outlined, John. And I, I found myself putting the quarterbacks at the bottom, actually. I, I, the more I think about Sam Laporta and his positional advantage being a tight end and, you know, being potentially the tight end one for a very long time, at least by value perception, there's a lot of uh, safety there. So I went with him first. Brees Hall, A.J. Brown gave the edge to Purdy and then Justin Fields at the end. I, I actually really like Justin Fields. I just there's there is some uh, some concern with, you know, his his ability to kind of stick and start for a very long time uh, for me at this point. But. That said, he's still like a top 20, 25-ish asset in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football, so not saying he's bad at all. Mark this list to look back on in like two years, Russ. It's going to be interesting. Like, Laporta will still be playing. Yeah. Um, Hall will be two years older as a running back, so let's be honest. So you will be dead. (laughs) So he won't be on the Jets is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. That's That's probably true. Let's hope for um, his sake you won't be on the Jets. AJB will be a two-year older wide receiver. 
and Purdy and Fields, we will have a lot more information oh, on at that point. Yeah. Like th this would be an interesting one to see what happens two years from now. Yeah. What do you guys need scoring wise out of Sam Laporta for him to be that positional advantage to put him on top of this list above like AJ Brown? Like if Sam Laporta finishes a season as the tight end one, but maybe scores a point and a half more than the tight end two per game. Like, is that enough Depends to be on how far the gap is from tight end two to tight end three? It, it all matters. And, He's a and top tier scoring tight end. Yeah. Like he, he's not he's not a tight end 12 where you plug him in and you hope to get four catches and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, fair uh, enough. But I. So I don't know what understand your question. I feel like you're setting up a goalpost question here that's uh, rigged. Because <laughs> like we, we have these top this top tier of tight yeah. ends. Like, let's just go back two years where it was Kelsey Kittle and Andrews, Andrews. because. Like you said, you know, the top three tight ends were scoring a certain amount of points. And then there was like maybe a four point per game gap before we hit the rest of them. You know, and then so there's like, like a 10 point gap from the bottom of the starters. Yeah, it's, it gets like, real bad. So it's not just it's not just the gap between them and the next player. Every week you're playing a tight end. You're not always playing the tight end two when you're playing the tight end one. Like you're no, not always lining up 1v2. Sometimes you're able to value a, a tight end over a top four or five wide receiver to me, that tight end needs to give me a significant advantage. And I don't know that Laporte gives me a significant. Advantage. I don't think AJ Brown's a top four wide receiver anymore. Well, I mean, he was top five in receiving guys this year. It's yeah. pretty good. I'm talking dynasty value wise. I thought that's what Russ was. Yeah. Uh, no, I was. Yeah. On there. I, yeah. I well, mean, he is kind of like in his in prime. conversation at four and five for me. Yeah. And it's very close. All right. Okay. So I, mean, we're gonna I, had, a, I had AJ Brown second. If that makes if it makes you feel better. Yeah, I think I think I did. Like it too. felt like mm -hmm. I was far. I had him far down the list. That's it because I, I hung. No, That's yeah. It. Both of That's you guys literally just. Piece. Well, John literally just took my order, grabbed the bottom, put it up top, and called it a day. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. So, so, John, I'm very curious what running back you picked for today. Well, obviously it's Saquon Barkley. So go obviously. ahead. Is that oh, is that the running back you had considered bringing? Well, yes, yes and okay. no. All right. I, I no jokingly more. was going no to more. bring Saquon Barkley, but okay. like for actual NFL news, I was thinking about uh, a Steelers running back. Oh no, I don't care about the Steelers. All right, Are so Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, twenty-six year old running back, free agent, obviously the greatest player of all time. All time. All time. Like comps to being like, uh, you know, in a, a Greek god, not even a former NFL player. Like, <laughs> I mean, he definitely looks like it. Yes, that's that, that's that, this is Saquon Barkley, like the best player ever. Quad Cius. There you go. That's a great that's name. That, that is name. His, okay. It is now. You see those comes quads? In, They're godlike. Yeah, yeah. Comes in on the calculator, the 109, which felt kind of low and shocking to me. And I know Russ loves Saquon, so uh, having to say that he's worth the 109 or less, I, I really want to hear Russ say it. Well, I mean, we have factual evidence that oh, I'm willing oh, to oh, take oh, less. Stop, stop, stop. Just answer the question, Russ. In, I would trade the 109 pretty easily to go get Saquon Barkley. I, yes, you would, I believe. Uh, Travis, what about you? The 109 or Saquon Barkley? 
Man, um, that's kind of like right at the tipping point, I think. Like when I did the rookie mo uh Ricky Pole mock series on Twitter just like what, two weeks two weeks ago or so, there was like this magical drop-off around uh pick 1.07 to pick 108 based on the top tier rookies. Like you have uh ahead of that point, you got Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., Drake May, Jane Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Brock Bowers, and Roma Dunze. After that, you have another tier of Troy Franklin and Brian Thomas uh, coming in based on the, those poll results. I would say there's probably going to be at least one or two other players that lands in really fun spots, rounding out that like right on the dot 1.09 spot where you're like, man, I want that rookie on my team. That's an end. That might be the end of a tier break. And so that makes it really interesting uh, when building out this, this dis discussion. But I don't think there's going to be a single running back I prefer over Barkley at all and at that point you're probably getting the fifth wide receiver off the board so you're gonna you're talking about like a late probably a late late first round pick at wide receiver uh who might not produce actual points for you immediately in the same way that barkley could in a spot where they actually recognize his greek god status um so i think i lean barkley but it's very close folks i lean a running back Oh, my God. that's how much it feels like a steal here <laughs> um, to go get Saquon Barkley at this price. Like, look, I jokingly say like the time to buy running backs is week 17. Yes. <laughs> like I still operate by that theory. Just wait, 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 wait. But there's times where like all of a sudden you're not, you know, I don't go shopping to buy things. But if I happen to be out and I see something that's like a great price, I'm like, hmm, well, I didn't actually need this, but I might someday. And that's pretty cheap. <laughs> like, that's the time to buy it, I think. So, uh, look, I'm I'm in at buying Saquon at this price. He's healthy now, right? Like, I don't know where he's going to end up. Like, is it likely that he just returns to the Giants or is it likely that he goes somewhere else at this point? I mean, like the, the two things that stick out to me is that he seems to be a New York giant. So I, I do think he stays or does he want to go back to his college state and go to the running backless Eagles right now? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> uh, 109 be... for Saquon on the Giants feels very cheap. 109 for Saquon on the Eagles feels I, amazing, even with try. him never getting a one-yard touchdown. But like, no that, Kelsey means no tush push, man. Just I'm telling you, that would be amazing. So, all right, so I'm I'm very in on Saquon at that price. But let's let's do a quick little list here because I'm curious where he ranks among other running backs to you. These are the running backs that are right around him in the trade calculator. Rashad White, Tyron Williams, and Ken Walker III. So Saquon, Kyron, Rashad, Ken Walker III. Ooh, I don't like what you just made me do. All right. I mean, I'm ready. Like, this Look is what pretty you made easy. me do. Look what you made me do. <laughs> okay, say, okay, so Saquon, Kenneth Walker, Kyron Williams, Rashad White. Can we just talk about that? John just started singing Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> so, it, is, it is it is her Super Bowl week. So I mean, how could I? 
<laughs> Don't get me wrong. It was it went right into my head the second I said it. But obviously, <laughs> and when stuff goes into my head, some of it comes out. Yep. <laughs> Dangerous. I, I put, ugh, I put Kyron Williams above Saquon Barkley. Wow. That's fun. That's really fun, man. I'm so Russell. This is a fun moment right what now. What are you doing? <laughs> he's he's younger on a better team with a better coach. And you don't know um, what team Saquon's on. Exactly. But what if he ends up back on the Giants? Oh, and only does what he did last year? And he does okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he finally have like an actual good year? He's had yeah, better he, he years. I mean, he actually like, didn't even get like a thousand rushing yards, but you know. And it wasn't like Brees Hall didn't get a thousand rushing yards because the Jets can't add and pulled him too early. Um, <laughs> but to me, uh, Kyron Williams is at least going to walk into this next season and probably no reason to not have the season after of being a workhorse on the Rams, which to me is just worth more than a workhorse on the Giants. And not to mention what, probably two, three years, you know, younger. But I do have Saquon Barkley second because he's Saquon Barkley. Rashad White is third. He's still – there's no reason for them to waste drafting a decent running – or signing a decent running back right now. And even if they're the exact same team they were last year, even though they lost their everything in front, right? Like they got a new coach. <laughs> yeah. um, so – but still, I don't think things will change enough. that I think, still think Rashad White will be very good. And then I have Ken Walker last because – who knows what the Seahawks are going to be at this point, especially because it's not Pete Carroll anymore. And they do have two running backs, both with their own positives and negatives. And I I'm fine. Just I've never been all in on Ken Walker as much as the rest of the world seemed to be. So I'm fine keeping him last year too. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm going to go Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Saquon Barkley, Kenneth Walker. <laughs> and it feels weird. So but Saquon's actually going to be 27 in like uh, three, day, <clears throat> three days from this recording. And so he is 27. And so by John's standards, that's like you know 97 for running backs. Uh, Sorry. I'm yeah, still for, I'm I mean, only for, expecting for, maybe and, one or two years out yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, and it, it really, when we talk about running backs' apexes and when they typically peak, it's age 26-ish, and Let's he was face, young. They get their driver's license, they're a little old. Yeah, exactly. And and really, it's it's more about like the year and the career. Uh, there's actually more signal there than it is with just the actual age. And so where Barkley is, because he, when he came in, he was a little younger, but he actually had you know a lot of a lot of work rolling uh, on those legs early. You know, he's actually kind of year and change beyond like the typical implied apex of a player's career and so yeah there there are some questions with where he's going to be there are some questions with what his role is going to be and he has frankly not been healthy a, a lot so um yeah uh, i i think given the two-year age gap between him and rashad and four-year age gap between him and uh kyron williams um and and they're in situations where they're probably all three going to be features there's a there's a really massive tear gap to me getting to Kenneth Walker uh, below mm -hmm. those three. And those three are really close. So we all have Kenneth Walker at the bottom. By and a good I agree. margin. It's not particularly close. Like no. it's, it's the easiest number for me to write down here. Let me read you the rankings from DTC. Just uh, mention it. Kenneth Walker at eight, Kyron Williams, nine, Rashad White, 10, and Saquon Barkley, 11. So 
DTC has Kenneth Walker at the top of this list, which that's completely wrong. We got to talk to somebody, Russ. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So Kenneth Walker's last. I have Saquon first, and then I have Kyron, and then Rashad. And like, I could see the argument for like go younger, but look, if I'm adding a running back, I am only doing it because I think I'm contending anyways. So I don't really care about the 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 age. I want who do I think can score me the most points in 2024? I think it's Saquon. <laughs> I think Kyron's got a good chance, and I think Rashad White scores. Um, I'm not worried about 2025 if I'm adding a running back. I am only doing that where I think I can win, and a running back helps me get there. So Saquon, Kyron, Rashad White, Kenneth Walker. <clears throat> So points per game last year, Kyron Williams was second at 21.4. Rashad White was ninth, 15.9. Saquon Barkley, 10th at 15.3. And Ken Walker, 20th at 13.6. He was only 15.3. Wow, he did have a worse year than I thought he did then. I, it, but also, <laughs> he was still the running back 10. <laughs> you know, like it, he, he didn't have an overall bad season. Just running back scoring was not great this year lots and lots. like if you look at points per game uh, on, on mfl you just see so many blank spots you know filtered around because of how many running backs missed games but it yeah it, he didn't have the greatest season but also a lot of that wasn't necessarily his fault it was the fault of how bad the giants were so already oh you did, you, did you want I, yes 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 i'm sorry where would you rank john's soul on this list. <laughs> um, so John's soul is probably worth a little bit more than Kenneth Walker. Yeah. That's what I was okay. going to say. All right. Good. Like, I agree. Like maybe equal to Rashad white, but I know. Travis, you're on mute. But Travis, we can both tell you like, no Travis should be muted for top of the list. Confusion. I should be top of the list, John. Soul is top of the list. Don't, I don't. traded I traded my soul in the 110 to to, to Russ for Saquon in, and trade addicts. Oh, well, yeah, that's, in that's trade addicts and John yeah. John offered me the trade of his first for Saquon Barkley. And honestly, I hate that team. I was just mad at it because of how terribly it started to do midseason. Then I'm like, you know what? Fine, let's just do it. Um, but in the comments, uh, John also said he was including his soul in the trade. So of course I was taking it. And of course, since I am the commissioner of that league, I created the custom player of the soul of John Bosch. And that is Did now on really? my roster. <laughs> nice. Oh, that'll <laughs> be fun. That'll be fun. There was so a joke far, going gotten... around in a, in a trade chat on what, uh, on if somebody's yeah, soul, I, you know, I would trade my soul for something. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, see, if it, I'll see if it helps me get Saquon Barkley. So since it's kind of a joke trade and Russ took it, um, but then I was like, okay, well, I got Saquon for the 110. I feel I feel pretty good about that. But you don't have the capacity to feel good because you don't have a soul anymore. Um, I got one trade for John's soul. And I was told that John's soul is the equivalent of Brock Osweiler, where I needed to pay to get that off of my roster. Oh, that's true. I might be tainting the other soul. <laughs> so it was roster. a first and John's soul for a second. <laughs> Can't believe you created a custom player. Oh, we've gone too far, Russ. Oh, it's on you to think that I wouldn't do that. All right. All right. So we're moving over to wide receiver. And I I kind of had a little tough time picking someone. And then 
I realized that we have a lot of players that I like in very similar situations. So I picked one that wasn't the top of my list, but also someone I don't think we talked about recently-ish enough, and that's Michael Pittman. I think we have a decent amount of wide receivers right now that are free agents, leaving situations that might be the best situation for them. And a lot comes into how much do you believe in that player in the first place? Um, so Michael Pittman is a guy I really liked coming in. The biggest knock against Michael Pittman for me in rookie drafts was that there was one player that I took right above him every single time. Um, T Higgins was the 201. Michael Pittman was the 202 in that draft for me every <laughs> single season. But that does no not way. mean I did not trade back in to many no drafts to get Michael Pittman also. Um, in the dynasty trade calculator, Michael Pittman is worth the 107. So we are at the bottom of that mm. tier. And also, just to put it out there, Michael Pittman showing that top buy icon when you type him into dynastytradecalculator.com. I'm probably taking Pittman over the 107. It's real close, and I would much rather wait. To, like, I, that's not a trade I want to make right now either way. Because there's a chance that somebody falls to 107. Like, And I would much rather have Brock Bowers. I don't think he'll stay there. But there's some leagues where he might fall just because people don't want to take a tight end in the first round. Uh, that stigma will remain for some people for a long time. I'm not afraid to. And I would much rather have Brock Bowers than Michael Pittman. Uh, but if I'm sitting at 107 and it's like Roma Dunze or Pittman, I'd rather have Pittman. I'd rather have Pittman. It's close, oh, but I'd man. rather have Pittman. I'm gonna I'm gonna find one of Roma Dunze's dad's burners on Twitter and at and at you let, let him know. That you I, take. I'm saying it's close, and it, it <laughs> might be it might be so close that like taking the 107 gives me the chance to get one of those top six because I don't say it would be my seven right now. And like, it's not a, I don't feel terrible <laughs> that like, I don't feel that it would be a terrible, uh, you know, consolation if it doesn't yeah. work out to the point where I get one of the other six players, but I really think I'd rather have Pittman more. No, no. I just saw a TikTok video where Matt Harmon was saying that he likes Roma Dunze on level with Marvin Harrison jr. So we might be getting that Harrison bump. There's going to be there's going to be some stupid hype for those two other wide receivers because the draft capital gap is between like wide receiver three and four. It's probably going to be pretty chunky. Um, and so it's going to be like, oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. He's only out there because of his dad's name, blah, 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 uh, it, regardless of how uh, sound that argument might be. And so those two other wide receivers, there's not really a big tier, tier break in terms of talent or perceived value, I think, once the draft gets here. So – and I also believe, as much as I like Michael Pittman, he is like <clears throat> valued as wide receiver 12, 13, something like that uh, in the calculator right now, which seems a little bit much for a player who I think, despite the talent, probably just posted the best season he'll ever actually have in terms of yardage. Um, he, he had like 156 targets this year and still only, only managed to get like 1,150 yards. Uh, and the quality of target is probably not going to improve that much given the fact that Anthony Richardson actually is a much more inaccurate passer on a large sample than Gardner Minshew is. 
sorry, that's that's not even a hot take. I apologize for nothing. But uh, so I'm not really confident that he's going to be you know much more efficient with Richardson, who provides a lot of value implied by his legs. Um, so given that, if I have a shot to get a you know one of three players who I know at this point are going to be a top ten NFL draft pick. Or I could get Brock Bowers, or I could get one of the top three quarterbacks. So, you know, I think that's the tipping point for me, but I lean the pick. I th- I find myself stuck on the, well, wouldn't we be kind of thrilled if the wide receiver we took at the 107 ended up as a top 15 wide could receiver? Could even be Michael Pittman. Yeah. like So, and I, I get it. By the time the season comes around, Pittman will be 27. He's old and you know who knows what you know if he does end up in indy like it's i I hate we're at the point where oh this wide receiver is going to be a free agent they're just going to tag him (laughs) you know that it's almost like a foregone conclusion at this point um but i he still did really really well in the games where richardson were playing was playing um i don't think the colts go out and attack wide receiver assuming they keep Pittman. i don't think they go out and attack wide receiver anywhere high enough to worry because I do think Downs and Pierce are good twos and threes. If anything, they might bring in an actual tight end, but I don't think that affects Pittman all that much, you know? So I, I'm not super worried about Pittman in general. I think I take Pittman over the pick. Um, Completely understanding that the pick is probably more dynasty valuable, but so I put a list together and it is again a list of mostly a list of similar players. Um so the list is Michael Pittman, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, DK Metcalf, and Devonta Smith. I think uh <laughs> I think I'll go with T. Higgins first. <clears throat> then it's deciding between Devonta Smith and Pittman, I think I I give the edge to Devonta Smith, then Pittman, and then it's which do I want well, to be last? Ayuk and DK. I keep in mind, I like all these wide receivers, so this is not like arguing. This was not like Kenneth Walker, bottom of the list, easy. Um, this is just the other ones are ones I like more. I think I go DK and then Ayuk. So I, my list comes out to be T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman, DK Metcalf, Ayuk. I think that's my list. I don't feel great about it. I, like you said, I, a lot of these wide receivers they they feel very much the same. I think I, I will. I, I'm gonna just jump in here, even though we, uh, you know, person presenting usually goes last. I have the same list. No. Oh wow. Interesting. Never mind. I change my list. <laughs> Yeah, you can't can't agree with with Russell. That's not it's not, not allowed. allowed. No. Well, the fact that you put T Higgins up top, just I mean, that's on you. <laughs> you know that I like you. <laughs> oh, just man. because you are a huge fan doesn't mean other people aren't allowed to. I'm actually a Bengals fan. I mean, let's be honest, Ross. Come on, uh, lifelong. I know. Yes. All right, I'm gonna go. Brandon Ayuk, T Higgins, Devontae Smith. Michael Pittman, DK Metcalf. So that's twice now that somebody's put number five at number yep. one. <laughs> yep. And then it's been the same list after that. I love that. Yep. What? What separates Ayuk for you at the top? Yeah. I guess. 
So Ayuk is just constantly criminally underrated, and he is the 49ers yes. wide receiver one. Um, and he's actually quite younger than I think a lot of people understand. Uh, so he's actually still in the prime of his career. Um, and I believe he's in a great spot to continue being in, you know, one of the most productive offenses in the league uh, yet again next year. And, and uh, I think he's in a great, in a great spot. So I like the talent. Uh, I think he's one of the best players in the league that continues to be underrated. So he's super efficient as well. He, he doesn't rely on, you know, 150 plus targets to get 1,100 yards like Michael Pittman does, and so I, I like that uh, that efficiency. So, yeah, I'll go with him. What is the pick difference for you to get then from DK Metcalf at the bottom of your list to Brandon Ayuk? Oh my gosh! Uh, see, I, these are all kind of bunched together. Like you know, when yeah. we rank these players, it's it's like, oh man, you must hate this player. If I do, I I'll ask. say, I'll say. <laughs> Man, there's a huge tear break like they did with the Kenneth Walker conversation. Mm-hmm. But with um with these players, I think there's just not that big of a break. If we're talking about like just a second somewhere, you know, like a late second probably gets the job done. I, that's not the move I'm typically looking to make though. Like I, if I'm looking to probably patch up some additional position, you know, make make some kind of move cross positionally. But, but yeah, for me, there's not a massive gap here anywhere. So Late second made zero. it easy for me. What was that? Late second was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, if you give me a late second on top of any of these players, I'll give you any of the other ones. 0. 0.06 is the difference points per game between Ayuk and Pittman. <laughs> they just Not scored. That's, that's, a lot. that's a lot of the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, you know, one season when they might not even be on the same team next season doesn't really mean anything, but just I thought it was funny that we looked it up. Uh, let's go, T. Higgins. All right, well, we are going to shut down the trading floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Travis May at FF underscore Travis M. Ring the bell.